Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where Wargaming was easy, it'd be your mom. Bam here, and uh, we're gearing up for Midmo Maelstrom, and Dan and Sean are not with us tonight, but got Scotty Too Hotty, Scott Sasser, what's going on? Oh my guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me. You're judging, I believe, at Midmo Maelstrom? Yeah, dude, I'm pumped. I'm really excited. Really yeah. excited. It was a good event last year. Uh, I'm looking forward to it again this year. And uh, third third chair tonight, uh, new to the podcast, and you guys know I want to play around Lord Marshall League region. Uh, my dude who had to move away and abandoned me here in Wichita, uh, Alan King. What's happening, Alan? Not much, man. I've been waiting for my time to shine on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I'm glad you can make it on tonight. So I'm uh, I'm actually hobbying while we're, while we're chatting. And uh, what have you been up to lately, Scott? Uh, I got some Ballistas Dreadnoughts built. I got three Aggressors built. I got some other bits and bots. Not, not, nothing too uh, too spectacular. I need two minutes. Sorry. I'll take you two minutes, man. So I, uh, I'm basically converting a chaplain because I need a Terminator chaplain to go with my Terminators. So... And I found the chaplain, and he was a special character, but I don't like him because he looks a little bit too Imperium for my taste. So we're gonna wolf him up. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. What's that? You getting him a big dog head, or what are you pointing on him? No, so far, actually, I got him right here. I don't know if you'll be able to see. So I put a, a wolf banner on him. Oh yeah. And I uh, got a space wolf's shoulder pad, and then I'm gonna do some green stuff work on the front. So hopefully I'll get some cool conversion points if they decide to check or deal with such a thing for hobby at an event. So what is what's been up in your world, man? What have you been up to? Not much. Uh, just trying to get as much painted as possible. Got the the hundred jackals I'm working on. I probably got eighty painted now. Just got another twenty to go, and in my spare time, been building and painting some Elder for you know. Well, they're going to be good for a while, so. Yeah. <laughs> Till January at least. So. Yeah, you know. <laughs> What's you going with the rest of those jackals? Pardon? What's going with the rest of those jackals? Uh, at least one Demon Prince. Angron. Then, uh, I'm playing around with 8-bound. Get the scout move just to get some early board presence. Um, maybe... Invocatus to shove them up a little bit more, but I've not really got much past Angron and 100 Jackals at the moment, so. <laughs> well, what more do, do you need, really? I mean, it's so many buddies. It's like <laughs> four up in Volf, fire up in no pain. You can get them with the uh, with the Yahtzee dice, and it's... Yeah. It can what, made be go, what made you decide to go that route? Uh, Dilly, uh, Dilly giving me shit on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, just, I just kind of like for the memes. 
you know, everyone everyone's playing into uh, vehicles, so I figure if everyone's taking anti-vehicle stuff, they won't be taking as much anti-infantry. And yeah, I know, still got the custodies in, inside of me. So, see how many forks. Yeah. Uh, so you you uh, you're officially in Arkansas now. I am. As a guy who came from England to Kansas and had to experience the Kansas meta. <laughs> and then went and then went down to Arkansas to experience that Arkansas meta. What do you what are your thoughts on the differences in regions and how, how the game plays? Um I'm still pretty new to the Arkansas stuff, but like the guys are uh they seem less, I'd say meta hungry. <laughs> okay. Um like people seem to be sticking with armies, they don't jump jump uh jump ship to ship. So like if you see someone pop up on the uh like on the tournament list they're probably going to be playing the uh, the same thing for like a few months so you uh you know you can kind of get used to what people play and then not to worry about 12 LR lists turning up at the moment and you know when black templars are good don't have to worry about 12 black templar lists or iron hands showing up and <laughs> well that's good man that's good at least you can be a little bit predictable in your own building so yeah um, what are you uh what are you working on army wise scotty so yeah just just uh i i just got felice coming up so i've been working on the marines i can't decide whether or not i want to go gray knights or uh or um the firestorm salamanders type detachment for marines the advance and shoot is really powerful being able to advance and shoot still do actions things of that nature still seems pretty pretty strong in my my book and then I've been playing around with Calgar. So Calgar gives a unit advance and charge. So I just slap that on a unit. He gives a unit uh, advance and charge, advance and shoot, uh, fall back and shoot and charge. So it's pretty fun to be using Calgar right now. How, how many points is Calgar? So with with his two little uh, bodyguard, um, he's 185 points. He gives you a CP a turn. He gives the unit all that stuff. And then... Uh, I think he gives something else, but it's less impactful. And, and he's got decent melee, right? So a bunch of big... like 16 attacks between him and the honor guard and stuff like that uh, at like two to three damage a piece. With, so with, the, firestorm, with, with the firestorm again, too, you can uh, get plus one to wound and melee. So it makes the unit even, even stronger. Nice. Yeah. So you think he's an auto-include over uh, RG? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't run uh, Gilman at all right now, uh, just because he doesn't really fit. And Oath Moment is not as strong as it as it once was. If Oath Moment was still ruling hits and wounds, I'd say hell yeah, keep keep uh, Gilman, especially with like. I think it'd be fun to play him in an advance and charge detachment. I don't know; it just seems like he could really benefit from that detachment. Him with you know just a random smattering of blade guard and things of that nature. Uh, speaking of oaths go away, going away, I need to give you a hat tip, man. Uh, throwing them venerable dreads list in my uh, space wolves. Yeah, the reroll aura was was so solid money on some some turns, man. So I uh, I really like those in that list that I have. We'll see. I doubt I play it for. We'll see. I, I don't know. I need to tweak it if I go back to it. But I like the fact that they could, you know, have the reroll reroll aura. Uh, from, yeah, from, from, yeah, 
that was a that was a solid trick, man. I was like, dang. It's like Scott knows what he's talking about sometimes. I should listen more. Well, it's just, you know, you're showing up some of the weaknesses that you're like, oh, I lost this, and I can just add this one unit to get it right back. Almost yeah. army wide too, so if you bubble up, which most Marine players do. Because they don't know no better. Tis tis true. So <laughs> So the the couple things I want to talk about tonight was we saw, you know, stat stat check dropped the thing and showed what they they think the meta is and what the what the percentages on the meta is. Uh, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. Was there anything exceptional to you that stuck out, Alan, or something you thought was unique? I saw world leaders were up a little bit higher than I thought they'd be. Oh, uh, I think Willie has just had a good weekend recently. Uh, <laughs> it's like. I know they came, they went like second at Tampa and they had like another couple of like five, five ones. But, um, I can only, I'd like without seeing what everyone else was playing in it, it's, I don't really know. Um, well, there was like two or three big names playing the, playing the list that all went, you know, X and one or, yeah, you know, some form like that. So I didn't look at the list. Did they all play in the same list? Mm, pretty similar iterations. I mean, yeah, there's, not many data sheets in world leaders. So. Yeah. There's like 27 data sheets, but only like eight of them are really usable. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I don't know that they're one that you need to watch out for. I mean, they're like right at 51%. So they they still kill stuff when they get the, they just got to get the. Um, that's about it, really. Yeah, what do you, you you think? Angron's still the move, or you think uh, you're, you're getting away from that at all? No, I think Angron's still the move. He's like his aura of like being able, to, like the uh, being able to give the real all hits. Um, like you throw that on like lethal hits, get the lethal hits with the uh, Yatsi and throw ten to twenty jackals at something, and you know he can come up and just drown people in volume with it. Um, I need. He slaps pretty hard as well. I like him and the uh, Demon Prince with the Berserker Glaive. Because that, that boy can slap pretty hard. And no one really is bothered about him. And then you have a thousand units on objectives to reroll everything and bring him back as many times as you want. Um, I don't know oh. what the actual... But it's like... In the last RTT I played, I, I brought Angron back like eight times, I think. Across three games. How often do you bring him back? Like, is it pretty? Is it more reliable than people think, or is it is it just kind of, hey, I got lucky in a tournament multiple times? Uh, running just five units of jackals, I brought him back. Uh, it was at least eight times. I brought him back. It was three or four times in a game. I brought him back every round in the last game I played. Um, and then I brought him back two or three times the game before that, and then two or three before that. Like, you get in. You're probably getting around forty to fifty wounds out of him at least. Like the issue is like where you can bring him back on. I like if you can rapid ingress him, it's probably gonna be better. But yeah, I think he's he's still he's still so good. So, yeah, well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the maths is, but like my experience is like eight or nine times I brought him back across what's that fifteen rounds. So. 60-ish percent, 66 percent. <laughs> That's a lot to deal with, though. Well, to get, you know, this is a free 300 points. <laughs> yeah. Over and over. So you said you bring him back, how many, four times in a game? 
Yeah. So here's here's a free twelve hundred points that yeah. <laughs> when you get back, it's ridiculous. It's just and I, I imagine it's so infuriating, but uh, it's it's fun. It's fun for me anyway. <laughs> right, that's all that matters. <laughs> he does like he does die pretty. He can die pretty easy though. Um, I had to do uh, a guy called Blake that I played. He took him out with two rounds of combat with Repentia. So, yeah, yeah. So he can like if if your opponent knows what they're doing, they can definitely take him out. But he's still extremely scary more than anything. People just avoid him and easy to take like at least one side of the board with him. Yeah, he's a he's a big bad. He gets people worked up. So I'm still I've been tempted by a couple things, but I'm still I'm I'm dancing with the girl I brought to the dance, man. I'm still doing the the Space Wolves, and I had an RTT I played a couple weeks ago, and uh, Alex came out of 40k retirement and played with the RTT too. He's been getting reps for games. That guy only comes out of retirement to beat you. I Man. swear to God, dude. Every time I'm looking, you're like, hey, did you, I did really well this tournament. And I'm like, the only person I see above you ever is Alex. Yeah. <laughs> What's sad is we'll be we'll both be the undefeateds. That's the yeah. shitty part about it. We'll both be the undefeateds. And uh one of my games only went to uh one of my games only went to turn three. So I had seventy some points. And that's kind of what 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 got me in the shorts at the end of the day as far as first place, but Alex is uh, him and I have actually been talking about list tech a lot. And him and I were talking a lot about Chaos Space Marines before everybody got hot on Chaos Space Marines, and that's what he was running. You know, the pretty much the you know the Land Raider, Forge Fiends, Abaddon, Termies, you know, Warp Talons type deal. And uh, he had a good day. He had a good outing. Um, I had a good day. I had a good outing. I don't. I played the, which I know isn't some people's favorite detachment, but I played the, oh, fuck, what's the White Scars one? The Storm Spear or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I played the Storm Spear, and uh, I liked it. I liked it with the Thunderwolves. Uh, Thunderwolves, I think you have to look at them as a scoring unit as opposed to a killing unit. You know, you're just going to be disappointed if you think they're going to kill a bunch of stuff. You know, they'll just kill- use them as like a 90-point. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna hopefully kill like three or four dudes over here and yeah. hold this objective for a turn. You know they'll wipe up T3 bodies like nothing for sure. They'll wipe up some, you know, single wound T4 models, whatever, and even orcs at one wound. They'll they'll do well into like non elite units. But if you get them stuck in with things like custodies or you know some eight mound or something like that, they're just gonna get fucked up and. It's weird that the they're a four wound model, and the their bane seems to be the two damage weapons. And there's so much two damage shit in 40k. Like oh, yeah, one, da- one damage they take like a champ. Three damage they take like a champ because three damage you know that you're taking two of them to kill a single model. And it just so I think I think Thunderwolves have play. I think I'm just gonna have to get my head in the right space to play in the way that they're supposed to be played. And I, I hadn't necessarily figured that out. But it's not going to be really killing anything but chafe. I think scoring and getting stuff that, you know, is hard to reach with uh, with the with the wheels. The, you know, they're fast. So getting them, getting them where they need to get to score or taking outlying ejectors with shit like just scouts on it or something, I think that's where they'll make their money. You know, they're not going to make their money 
fighting Terminators or anything like that anymore. So you got player place terrain in Midmo. What are you uh, What are you thinking about bringing? What are you gonna bedazzle me with? Bedazzle you? Uh, I'm kind of <laughs> going against the grain again, man. Um, I'm taking. I'm, I'm going to take a Vanguard detachment. Okay. And uh, I like the idea of minus one to hit and the survivability that it it helps with. I think that even on vehicles, being minus one to hit is dope. You know, that was, it just, yes. Uh, I think if I were to tell people there's some mandatory things that should go on the Space Marine list, um, it should be, the list would be like uh, infiltrators, scouts, uh, lancers, and interceptors. And then, and then build from there. You know, what, what do you want to do? What's your play style? Uh, are you there, Scott? Where are you? Is there anything you think I missed on that? Or is it your philosophy about the same? I like Ballista Dreadnoughts as well. Yeah, well, dreadnoughts and gladiator lancers go hand in hand, in my opinion. You can you, you can use them both. You can use one or the other, but I like them. So, like them both. So the the ballistas I used it at the RTT, and I it was definitely some hot dice spiked, but my ballistas picked up uh, three baby knights in three turns. Nice. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, man. So, yeah, hey, man, maybe I should keep this next time. Yeah. Shit. So this 140-point model ain't bad, man. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I, I might actually – I've been in Space Wolves. I've been playing with uh, Fenris Wolves because they're a 30-point unit. I think they're good for move blocking or coming on and grabbing corners or yeah. scoring engage. Yeah. And uh, I might drop one Lancer because I'm running three Lancers, which sounds ridiculous, but I like it. And I might I might drop a Lancer and bring the Ballistas back and then have another unit of Fenris Wolves in my army for for scoring and snagging stuff or doing whatever. So I'm really liking Scouts. I think Scouts at 55 points are super money. Yeah, they're just classic. They're good. And, uh, you know, it's just there's – the Phobos stuff is really cool, but it's uh, it's pillow fisted, you know. But you're you shouldn't be using them to kill something if you're doing it. You're wrong. You should be using them to score or figure things out. Um, I was going to say the one thing I've been looking at lately that I kind of want to get on the table is the Hounds of Morkai, which I never thought I would fucking say that because that unit has been trashed for <laughs> I don't know how many codexes. But if you look at, if you look at how many you get. How many attacks you get in a unit of ten? You know, and, you know, just how many shots, how many attacks, and you know, they have some things that they can do with precision. Yeah, they got like and, three or four fucking yeah. stupid ass rules. They're like, well, okay, yeah, put this yeah. on it too, put this on it too. Sure, put this on it. They so are fun. Them, I, I, I've played them. I've played them a little bit. I think they could one shot Magnus. I think they can one shot Magnus. I think. Uh, I think they'll come in handy against big psycho tyranid things. Um, you throw a lieutenant unit and you know they can shoot move six inches because they're Phobos, yeah. And, and then you can get yourself a three inch charge out of deep strike or chief reserve if you do it right. And it's kind of an expensive unit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see how it is and I'm gonna try that out at Midmo and see what happens. It ain't that expensive. Oh, I know, I just I don't know <laughs> if it, they feel like a, a scalpel and and they have a specific purpose and. So I need to like flesh out more purposes than what they have. I want them to be a Swiss Army knife, and they don't feel like a Swiss Army knife. It's like it's like two seventy for the ten man and the character and the one character. This can be yeah. like one 
180 for the 10 man unit. Yeah. And well, the it's, I don't know. I like them. I, you know, and I think when you run into things like Tyranids or you run into things like Grey Knights, you know, my, my army's pretty good into Grey Knights now. So with the, with the infiltrators keeping the back, backboard pinned down and, you know, the hounds can pretty much pick up units, Grey Knights pretty easy. So, yeah. But that's, that's where I'm cooking up. I'm, so I'm cooking up a Vanguard detachment for Midmo. And I just like the minus one to hit. I like a couple of the strats. There's a strat where you can basically make a sticky objective. And on the note of the Thunderwolf Cav, you know, being able to chase down an outlying objective or an outside objective and, and kill and chafe, you know, if someone decides they want to hold down an objective with a weak unit, you know, there's a way you can make it st sticky and move off of it. And can you stick your home field objective? I don't know if you can stick to your home field. I'll have to look at it and read it, but I was reading it and it said it works with an empty unit or a mounted unit and Thunderwolves are mounted. So it's a, it's a good strap for them and to have them minus one to hit constantly outside of 12 is good too. Um, when I was playing with the storms Lance detachment, that's the right one. The advanced charge storm spear, yeah. storm spear. I was uh, I was using the mice one hit a lot, and it was it kept that unit alive. There was a lot of stuff that got dumped at that six man Thunderwolf squad that with the mice one to hit, mice one to wound, they survived. So I'm thinking the mice one to hit will keep them survivable too. And I'm not yeah. putting them in spray. I'm chasing shit down on the allies. So most things shooting at it will be outside of twelve. I hope. But got some tricks here, man. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm no Scotty Sasser. I've seen games where people people winning games uh, intent just not not killing a single model at all, almost. Yeah. So I'm not sure that's the kind of 40k I want to be playing when Jesus comes back. But no, no. But man, but like <laughs> being able to like half your army not need to kill and the other half kills, you know, feels good. Having strategic pieces. It's all a chess game. I suppose. I suppose. You doing tactical missions or fix? You thinking? So. I'm situational. Like when I run into a unit like knights, if uh, if they have characters and they have you know the vehicles, I might I might pick the assassinate and the bring it down. You know, there's other armies. I think that there's there's time for fix. Yeah, uh, deploy I think and assassinate. What's deploy that? Deploy and bring it or deploy and bring it down. Yeah, deploy and bring it down is good too. Um, I think cleanse is a good go-to when you're pick and fix sometimes, uh, depending on what you think you're going to be able to do with your board presence. I've been, though, I've definitely been going tactical more than fixed. I think Scott said something about doing fixed more. Um, is, is that what you're doing, Scott? I've been playing fixed more just to play, just to try it out. It does feel better throughout the game. Uh, you know, I'm playing Ryan's Tyranids. I'm, I've been able to pick. Uh, deploy and assassinate because he's been playing with like five or six characters and I've been able to max both of them uh, nice. by the end of the game but or or you know deploy if I if you just deploy in the, in the center and never get anywhere else it's minimum 15 so you, you deploy in their, their their deployment zone once or twice you're looking at a 17 18 already so it's not bad so yeah I mean it's, it's I I think deploy is really really one of the go-to's if you're gonna go fixed it's huge. Uh, very easy in my opinion. Uh, and then if they have any kill secondaries, obviously you want to take a kill secondary yeah. if you're meant to, if you're meant to be killing. Obviously, what about you, you Alex? What are you doing? Uh, 
uh, a lot of tactical. Um, depend. Like you guys said, it's, it depends. I uh, being worldy is like love any excuse to take assassinate and bring it down. So, like one of the local guys plays sisters, so well, okay. they take <laughs> they take a thousand characters and a thousand tanks. So that's pretty. That's that one sorted, and then. Yeah, it's um, tactical goes pretty good though. Uh, Worldy is being pretty fast, being able to, you know, the extra extra move and got enough units that can deep strike. So I was uh, find myself prepared, trying to prep for a for a, um, for a, a secondary that doesn't. I don't. I don't need to score like five or six on the uh, what's the what's the corners one called? Where you got a Investigation, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the only one that's kind of proven to be an issue because I'm trying to just go as forward as well as fast as possible normally. Um, But that's the only one that gives me trouble. All the other secondaries are not that tough to score. And lots of them are just score five as well. So you only need to be, be doing them for like three or four turns and yeah, good. So. Good, man. I, I'm glad you're digging that. Glad you're digging your main chick. So it's it's it's, it's a, nice. I will say it's very nice. So yeah, I I pretty much I went back and forth a few times thinking I was going to start a new army or do an army, and I've just decided this whole season I'm just doing space wolves, and that's just yeah. it, it is what it is. So it's they're bad, they're bad. If they're good, they're good. I'm just going to take it as it is, and. That seems to be when I've done my best playing foes when I've decided just to just to buckle down and stick with my main chick. So that's probably is probably the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's wrong with you, Scott? You got a weak bladder or something tonight? No, I had to get the pizza out of the oven. Sorry, <laughs> dude. I put it in when we first started the start and I had to get it out. So oh, oh. I miss pizza. So it's not for me. What's that? Try that cauliflower pizza. Yeah, I, I like cauliflower pizza, especially you get a real crispy crust, dude. That's what that's what you need. Y'all are talking porn now, so flying <laughs> <laughs> monkeys after hours. Uh, yeah, dude. I I don't know. I feel a lot better though. I need the pizza's my fucking kryptonite, dude. I need to stay away from that shit. So, but I'm, so what's the? Go ahead, Al. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, I should be getting up to Feliz, so I'll be able to see you guys soon. Good. Oh, nice. Cool. Dope. I'll definitely be at Feliz. Yeah, my dance card is Midmo and Feliz. Also, I got a I got a GT up at Wizards in February. If uh, if anyone's looking for a price smaller size GT, it's gonna be thirty some folks. But we'll have a we'll have a good time. We always have we had a good time. Scott, did you go to the last store GT we had? Like in like 2020, 2018. Yeah, so it was, it was maybe 20. I don't think you might not have been there. I want you to like one of the first ones. It's where it's was when it's playing Death Guard back in the day. Yeah, you played Death Guard for a long time. Yeah, Dan beat the shit out of me that tournament. <laughs> Man. The first time we ever played, I'd never even met Danny. He's like, hey, do you, you know how to play this game? I was like, nope, obviously not. <laughs> Lordy. All right, I got my chaplain converted. I don't know if you guys can see. 
Hell got yeah, some, dude. Got some fur on the shoulder pads, and I got an old wolf banner on him. Looking good, man. What are you going to uh, do with the five-man, uh, or with, with the chaplain tournaments? What are you going to do in the center? Well, probably hide. I, I also like the <laughs> – so – I think just having that Terminator squad in the middle is a threat. It'll either make people come chase them out or it'll deter people from going towards the center. And I like the squad and the Vanguard detachment of where when something gets charged, you can move. Because, you know, a lot of people will calculate on a seven-inch charge or an eight-inch charge and they can make it. And the fact that you can move, you know, when you're charged is, I think, cool or make the charge longer. Uh, one of the one yeah. of the things I was thinking about doing was like, you know, maybe <laughs> making that center objective, or if they're in the center, making the center objective sticky. And if someone comes to try to chase them out, you know, they got to take the mortals on the way in, and maybe increase their charge and move to the other side of the objective or something. But we'll see. I'm gonna have to play it, man. It's 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 all been it's all been theory hammer so far with that with that detachment. So I got to get some actual games in before I. I didn't go too hard to paint. Let's do what thirtieth. Yeah, they do the thirtieth. Uh, how many? Uh, how, that's that's a good question. How many practice games do you guys try to get before an event, if any, if 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 possible? You know what I mean. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna curse a little bit here because the dude I used to practice with before all the tournaments is in fucking Arkansas. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> that's how my answer is as well. Yeah, dude, Alan and I used to rack them up a couple times a week, sometimes three times a week, and. I don't get that anymore. Honestly, I think I, I think that's probably for me like the ideal amount of games. If I get two or three a week, I think I stay on top of what I'm supposed to be doing, and I I'm, I'm well enough to you know be be savvy on the table if I get those games in, and I can tell when I haven't got my practice games in versus when I do. Yeah, because like because I haven't I I played like one game versus Isaiah. Oh, probably a week and a half before the RTT. And that was like the first game I'd had in like three weeks. And the first game, luckily I kind of had a seal because, you know, I was able to get my legs back underneath me against the seal and then go on and get some, some bet, some more, more veteran players. Like Casey knows what he's doing. And I had to play Casey. I'll be Casey by one point. And then the guy I had round three had chaos space Marines. And that was kind of a tough matchup. And, but by the end of the day, I kind of had my shit together. So I was able to beat it. So. Yeah, but I think about two to three games a week is ideal for me practice. What about you? Uh, you know, like if if I'm practicing for an event and it's like three or four weeks out, I try to play a game a day, um, or just try to fuck around in some capacity, whether it's deploying my army that night, uh, working on deployment, doing doing things like that, uh, even just practicing rolling. You know, just trying to make sure I'm I don't waste time because that's one thing. You know, you got to just, I didn't, not just because I can finish a, a full game of 40K in uh, an hour and a half doesn't mean I didn't practice at doing that stuff too. So, yeah, it is, it is an art. To, every form of it can be an, be an art. So, how much practice do you put in trolling, into trolling your opponent? Oh, that just comes naturally. Okay. <laughs> that just comes with having three older someone brothers played, and either taking shit or. Tim Tim played the video of you trolling me at fucking New Year's the other day. <laughs> I was like, God damn you, Sasser. That's a good one. Yeah, it was a real good one. But yeah, I, I think I think for me two to three is good. 
I uh, when you said like one a day, I was like, I felt like the meme of ain't nobody got time for that. Um, also, I'm bad about the last week, but but so so I I, I will uh, um, you know caveat that, that with that with I play a lot of TTS, so I'm able to get TTS games in. So like when I can when I can go down to my basement at 9 p.m. and play a game with somebody, you know, that's two or three hours away. You know, on their time schedule, we get a game in at that time. You know, not not everybody can or does wants to put that effort in either. You know, you know what I'm saying. So it just makes it fortunate. TTS is awesome, right? Use, use the fuck out of it. I uh, I ain't got I've I've uh, not got a computer that will run TTS anymore. Um, oh, it yeah. barely runs uh, Google Sheets, so <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. it's on the struggle bus. I uh, no I. I've not practiced at all. All my practice is RCTs at the moment. And then I just practice moving jackals around the dinner table every night. And that's about it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. As you're like, I've painted this one. I've <laughs> painted this one. <laughs> Wait, no, I fucking got to do something on that one. Yeah. I'm looking at this list I'd put together in, in hopes of playing for Minmo. And there's a lot of unpainted shit. And like right now, Laura's Laura's at the table working, and she's actually drawing on the sealed box of Reavers. I uh, fucking have to still build, so it's like, god dang it! Yeah. And, uh, Bam and I used to really annoy Mark Newson because we'd still be painting shit on the Friday night that we need for the Saturday morning. Be like, yeah, stayed up to one AM painting this ten man squad of Terminators or whatever it was. He's having a heart palpitation because he's. Trying to get his stuff painted for the next GT that's still a month away. Oh, yeah. He's, He's a good job with his paint scheme, so he does. He doesn't fly by the seat of his pants like we do, though. <laughs> yeah, I've been painting paint models fun. before the night before. <laughs> when I see three, three colors in base. That's all I need. Yeah. I can knock this out on the journey up. So. Yeah, I got. We'll see. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna, it'll look okay, but it's not gonna look as, it is not gonna be what I'm capable of. So, so what do you, uh, so I know we still got, and we'll probably, next week we'll probably talk about lists and stuff like that, like for everybody, but what do you, uh, what's your goals going into it since, uh, Dan or Dan isn't here? I, uh, I'd like a podium. Okay. I'd really like a podium. Uh, if I don't podium, and I'm four and one. I think I'll be content because I, you know, I'm I'm capable of winning a GT. I'm capable of podium and a GT. And I think I know enough about this book, and I've dove into it enough that I should at least have a good outing. So even even a non podium at four and one, I'll be happy. But my only, ideally, my goal is a podium. Yeah. So it's uh that's that's where I'm at with it. What are you worried about running into? What's going to give you the one? Yeah, what, yeah. What do you what do you fear right now with the current meta and shit like that? Since you're you're the one been reading about it and studying since you got an event you're prepping for. That is not all done. Yeah, it's dude. Uh, Black Templars are fucking tough, man. Anybody that hadn't looked at, you know, Black Templars with all the extra Melta Sword Brother or nuts. We don't got to worry about Sherwin. I don't think there's going to be many many uh, Templars. Isaiah will be there though. Isaiah's came. Be, be he is. So. How's that book work now? Like you saying Templars and stuff, is it not just all under the detachments? You still got your own like little spin-offs. It, it, it is, but it is, but you can still select 
Templars to be any uh, the Gladius. You can still select Templars to be any of them. Okay. Yeah. So basically, you just you know, I'm pretty much you're using the Space Wolves Index mm -hmm. for the data sheets, and I'm using the Codex in most instances. So um, I don't like you know because Black Templars want to close combat. I think I think I have to be really careful about how I go into the Black Templars. Um, I have to watch. Also, Chaos Space Marines, because Chaos Space Marines wants you to get into close combat with them with some units. And then also, I have a lot of long-range shooting, and they have that Nurgle strat that is a real pain in the ass. Yeah, the lone op. I, I think we're going to see a lot of CSM at Nemo. Yeah. And CSM are good. I almost was I was almost so intimidated by the amount of painting here I do. I was like, my CSM are painted. I'll just fucking roll with it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. So... I talked myself out of it, but I uh, I can beat CSM. Like I said, that last tournament I had, um, I beat CSM round three, and I yeah. I, I, I pantsed him pretty well. Uh, one of the so CSM are a bad or a tough matchup. I think Black Templars are a tough matchup. I still don't like Eldari. I think Eldari. Uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm just. I'm curious if a lot of players have just jumped off of them because they're not easy mode, but they're still easy mode in my opinion. Yeah. There's still a lot of good tools, and a lot of good data sheets, and if a good player is 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 playing out, like for instance, like we mentioned Ben Sherwin earlier, like you have a Ben Sherwin with an Eldar, it's a lot different than like just some scrub from your local shop at an Eldar. Yeah, like mm -hmm. that, that that is still a nasty nasty index and. If I run into a player that knows like what they're doing with it, you know, like like a Dan or a trainer, it's going to be a bad day, and and I just I'd rather I'd rather just not. <laughs> uh, I think I, I go well in the Great Knights. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think Votan are kind of tough. I you know I, I just Votan. There's a lot of vehicles to crack, and if you can't get their vehicles to crack before they get your vehicles to crack. You know, it can be it can be tough. Yeah, I thought we would see when when, when they got Votan got a little bit better. I thought you or Dan would uh, kind of gravitate towards them a little bit more, but yeah. maybe, maybe I was wrong. My he thing is like I think the build. Go ahead, Alan. You got a point. I said there's none none of his painted. That's why. <laughs> right, Rob. That's so also I true. Have, I have a I have the special character painted for my Votan. That's it. And I plus also I think the build. The build for Votan right now, I think you need to go hard in the paint with uh, Saggies. And yeah. and getting a hold of Saggies right now is just next to impossible. It's been next to impossible for a long time. And, you know, I, I don't know. There was a list I built that I really liked that had two land fortresses and four Saggies. Uh, but I don't think it was really optimized. You know, if I ran a list, I'd like to run like six Saggies. And, you know, splitting up small MSU units that score, that pop out of them. Yeah. Because the firepower on the shooting on those Saggies is actually pretty good if you haven't looked at the profile. It's uh, it's really good. And I like the Terminators. But, again, getting a hold of those Terminators has been kind of tough, too, in some instances. Uh, I, I don't, I can't remember what they were called, the the Hearthkin, whatever. Oscar. Yeah, but I think you need at least two units of them. And I only have one. So it's just some of that's just been a lack of models and, and model availability. Yeah. And. I don't want to 3D print the whole thing because it's just kind of, you know, I, I own the purpose. <laughs> yeah. And I also like to be able to go to GW events with stuff and 
be able to just play without all that stress. Well, guess what's in the Christmas box for Votem? Yeah, the fucking Saggies and all the goddamn Terminators. It's probably where they've been. <laughs> so, I love you, yeah. see that, you see that Space Marine Christmas box? Yeah, I did. I was very confused by it. Yeah, I was like, that shit was worthless. That shit was so worthless. <laughs> so fucking worthless, dude. All the assault marines and then a trike or the bike, the go kart, the whatever. That's a that's a bits box off eBay, is what that is. Yeah, dude, a two hundred and thirty dollar bits box, dude. Yes. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is they give you three of the same kit. Yeah. And you're like, That's oh, okay. Three, uh, the same kit? Cool. Okay. Three of them? Cool. So think about what kind of band planning that is. Even, you know, there's still the rule of three. So even, let's say, at release, you just bought one box of Assault Intercessors. Like, you're, 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 you're not going to buy that box because you're going to be wasting off the bat. The reason you get those... It's because it's a bang for a buck picking up units thing, yeah. and it just and then that every like I think assault intercessors will have their play because like they're cheap. I think with things like Shrike, or there's going to be some play with them in a Vanguard detachment chasing down and scoring outlying stuff. But but even not, Shrike is lone op, so he can just be by himself. Yeah, so it's not that great of a data sheet, anyways. And then what else was in there? Like the goat, the Mario Kart, one which, of them, yeah, yeah which, which nobody's fucking playing. So it's it was an interesting choice for sure. Yeah, the jump pack character as well. Yeah, the jump pack captain. Yeah, the new one. Which, if everybody wanted it, they probably bought it at release. So. Or, or 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 they just take one of their thirty jump pack dudes they can no longer use yep. and use one of them as their jump pack captain. Dude, I thought about it, honestly. I've got I've got three units of assault intercessors, really well painted, and I think I'm just going to pop their backpacks off and magnetize them and magnetize. Absolutely, them. and that's my, that's my plan. Yeah, and it's you know that's that's I don't know. I, I'm not sure what they were thinking. It's probably mom bait. It's probably you know mom wants to buy a little Jimmy a box set for Christmas and it looks cool, so they're like, let's unload all this shit that didn't sell at release. It is probably what they're doing. You know what? What mom's buying a two hundred thirty dollars fuck around box for their kid? Man, <laughs> it wasn't my mom. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we we were drinking like Big K or you know Doctor K instead of Doctor Pepper. Like <laughs> this is Doctor Thunder, dude. Like mom, I want Warhammer. It's like we got Warhammer at home, and it'd be like Green Army Man, you know. So. <laughs> It would be the models that people made out of spruce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. But yeah, that's all. I don't know. I think we got sidetracked, but you asked what, you know, about practice. I think that's one of the biggest, the biggest overlooked thing that happens in 40K with a lot of guys that go to tournaments. And I, I wanted to talk tonight. We're running out of time, so I'm not going to be able to. I think I'm going to make that topic next week and give us some time to kind of line it out and think about it. About like, because Kicker asked on Frontline Gaming's page last week about what makes a good tournament. And he had all these reasons, like, or why do you go to a tournament? And he had all these reasons up there why people go to a tournament. And like, not one of them talked about like hanging out with the homies in the community. You know, and for me, that's like the biggest thing, man. It's like a weekend with my buddies, you know. And 
but I'm not, not not just seeing your friends, but also seeing people from the community. Like I, if I was just come see you or see Adam right. or whatnot, and seeing people you don't normally get to see is is a huge part of that with me. But I wanted to talk this week about like what makes a good tournament, and we'll just we'll just probably do that next week since we we talk so much about everything else this week. But back to my point where I'm fucking rambling. Uh, you bringing up practice, Scott. I think I think practice is one of the biggest overlooked things in competitive players for Warhammer 40k. They don't they don't practice their list. They don't dojo the list. You know they sit in theory hammer. You know I, I've got a chat, a team chat all day where I see guys talking about lists, talking about this unit, talking about that unit, and I'm like, let's go play. And like everybody's busy, can't do the game, can't do this, can't do that. And, and like I get that that's part of the hobby, but if you spend all your time theory crafting, you spend all your time doing math hammer, and you, and you never actually put that shit on the table, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, there's there's very few people I feel like that can math hammer or theory hammer and show up at the table without the reps and do well. And and too many people discard that and write it off. I agree, man. Yeah, like like I I, I try to. Ma- Mash out as many games as possible when I can play as many games in in person games, preferably, you know. And I play, I play, you know, the top caliber player in my my, you know, in in my circle. That's you know lo- local, or and I play the you know the, not not necessarily the bottom tier guys, but the guys who don't necessarily go to, go to events, but they still want to play the game. Yeah. Try to get games of all, all different caliber just to, and, and each one of them helps me learn learn yeah. something different, you know. Dude, I bet Ryan Ryan's an awesome dojo partner, ain't he? Ryan, yeah, he dude, yeah, yeah we he, he's he, he's and Jim Jim's another great guy to play games with. You know, like we'll we'll mash out games all the time. But Ryan Ryan really likes to break down games and and go through games. And on TTS, you can really kind of analyze games pretty well. And if you both got a free schedule at that point in time, you can really really break down games. That's what I need to get Al on a fucking computer. <laughs> some place actually scotty ought to get tts set up man. You, you, or you could look they they sell uh steam sells like the steam deck or something like that which just sells you can play any kind of steam game on it and tabletops on that all, i think you just hook it up to your tv or something like that okay it's another option right. it's cheaper than it's cheaper than a computer i think oh that's solid and it's like a yeah. gaming console well, we, we've kind of rambled an hour about a bunch of nonsense, and I think we got some good material out there for some people. So, it's you all right, Scott? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, you know, you were stroking out there. So, <laughs> well, let's. Uh, what do we got coming up for events? Uh, we got Midmos uh, in a week or so from now. Yep. And there was, uh, I think, today Ben Spears posted, so there was two tickets left. Yeah, I know. Which is which is you know for the other events going on in the region right now, it's fantastic that we got such the support we did. You know, thank thank you everybody. Seriously. Yeah. And like I said, there's a not to take anything away from them, but there's a team event the same weekend, and it's cool that people chose to you know support the support the local region event. So next thing coming up, I think December four or not December fourth. Same weekend as uh, Midmo, there's an RTT in Wichita over at Headshots. Uh, if anyone's not making it to Midmo, uh, go to Headshots, have the, have the hit the event there. Is, uh, is there anything going on out in Forge World the next month besides uh, Midmo? No, we just got that going on. That's about it, man. 
What about you down your way, Alan? What's going on yep. down there? We got an OTT on the 10th. I don't know if it's LMC, though. Yeah. I'm hoping it is. I just got to start getting some fucking points. Yeah. <laughs> this year it's going to take more games. So you got to get more tournaments. Yeah, man. So, I mean, like, I they do one every other weekend here. So it's like. That's good. That's oh, real good. <laughs> how many people show up for it though are they are they are they action-packed or is it you talking like eight ten man gimmicks um i mean it's more than more than what shows up in columbia so yeah like t- 10 to 16 typically um, okay so it's like it's not bad i know early in like around the march time i think they have like the march madness yeah but it's just the uh they have like a, a little league going it's like they do an invitation at the end of the year for like the top eight players for the arc for the area for the centaur area which is just little rock then outside of that it's come and get some lmc points if anyone is that your is, is that your region is that are you in little Ar- little rock or about area five minutes to an hour northeast so okay a little drive to my closest store it's not just 25 minutes anymore so, but yeah, they, they like they like they put on. Uh, it's a good show though. The um, terrain's like pretty dense, pretty consistent. It's consistent across all the tables. It's the exact same layout. Oh, that's nice. That's all. Makes it nice. easy to yeah. Makes it easy to uh, you know plan for. And then the only thing is the RTTs. You do have to have the three three uh, three paints and based. So that's good. Yeah. Stuff. I think you should be a little more lenient at RTTs, in my opinion. I was thinking of something for my store where, uh, you know, the first one is, is free. Uh, the second one, you kind of get noticed to start painting your shit. <laughs> you know, and then the third one, it's like, okay, you're no longer getting paint points. But it's, I don't know. Yeah, you should just not get paint points, but you should still be able to play. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'd still let them play. Yeah. I'm I cool with anybody about, playing, just no paint points. I'm just yes. more, but we usually we, we give them paint points anyways. Oh, I would say no. I mean, I would still say no, no paint points. Um, but you're welcome to continue to play. You can't. You don't want to tell someone they can't play, though. Yeah, that's my my only thing. I can see that. You could even just say like, what if one unit's unpainted? Yeah, you could make except it's your, it's your yeah. short store. I'm not telling you how to run. <laughs> not telling you how to do your shit. That's fair. That's fair. All right, guys, let's call it a night there. Good podcast. Uh, Alan, you got anything on the way out, man? Glad you can make it on tonight. Yeah, I was happy. Good to talk to you guys. Uh, I'll let Scotty say those things. So. Yeah, nice shirt, dude. Yeah. Like seven of them now. <laughs> it's the only shirt I actually wear anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, Scott, what you got, man? And just tell your homies you love them, man. Always, every day. Absolutely tell your homies you love them. And, uh, and I appreciate your people. You don't know when you're going to lose them. So, guys, remember, before gaming was easy, it'd be your mom. And uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. And uh, talk to you later. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>